Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and uh, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to say uh, uh, we recorded via Zoom, uh, as we have been doing with all my guests for the past year, uh, and the first part of the, the episode was cut off, like the first 20 seconds or whatever. Uh, I basically do the intro that I just did right now, and I welcome Derek onto the show, and then I asked him how he was doing. His first initial response of how he was doing will shall forever remain a mystery to you. And um, we're going to pick up from when he's telling me about getting back from Hawaii. So forever be in the shadows about how he's truly doing. And you can hear his small talk about Hawaii to start the show. All right. I'll see you uh, next week on the other side of this episode. Enjoy. So Hawaii was good, huh? Oh, it was really good. Yeah, good. we had a really good time. Really good break. Good to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Just when, really. When did you get back? We got back uh, about a week week ago today. Oh, a week ago yesterday, actually. Okay. Cool. But it feels like it was literally yesterday. I don't know why. I've just been so tired since we got back. <clears throat> but I will say that mm-hmm. the the time change is very nice. Um, mm. I felt very productive on vacation when I woke up at 6 a.m. every day, but it was nine <laughs> o'clock our time. Yeah. <laughs> like there were times when AJ and I, like we went to a bakery, like we popped mm-hmm. up at 6 a.m. thinking like, oh, let's just do it. Let's just go for the day. We'll do the drive around the island, like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and we got to a bakery and they were just opening up and I was sitting there and I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. How are you just rolling out your stuff? <laughs> and then we got in the car and I realized, oh, I'm a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I'm a jerk because it was 6.30 a.m. That is funny. You know, uh, I I don't think I've ever been somewhere long enough to adjust to a new, like, time zone. Mm. Like, so yeah, I, I, I've never truly experienced, like, having to shake off another time zone before you've never gone native yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i've never been i've never become one with the uh become with the natives with the people yeah busy but good is basically how i've been lately good that's uh how about you good combination um yeah i've been been doing well uh this week um not nothing too eventful uh i've been going uh really hard uh working on the next couple of songs uh that i'm getting ready to put out here soon so i've just been kind of had my my nose buried in that uh other than that i can't that's and you know watching some stuff which we'll get into but yeah me too just uh yeah just uh working working hard at the music stuff i love it um I love it. I'm excited to hear your new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh I uh, should be putting something out here in the next couple weeks. So I'm I'm excited for everyone and for you to hear it. Well, great. Um all right. So I guess we can talk about some things that we watched uh recently. Let's do it. Um did you get to Army of the Dead? I did not. I haven't okay. had enough time at nights lately. Um, <laughs> no, that makes sense. It is a two and a half hour movie. It's like if I get it sometime. This is so, so, yeah. Why is it two and a half hours? Oh man, <laughs> uh, we'll get into it. But I uh, keep 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 saying what you were saying. You were explaining well, something. No, I was going to say like it's kind of hard at night. Like 
it, during the day, I, I could watch it during the day, I guess, but during the daytime just doesn't feel like movie time, you know? Right. Yeah. I typically watch a lot of, I've been watching a lot of, um, OG unsolved mysteries before I go to work. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just great. Robert Stack, it's like, and she was never seen again. And you're like, okay. And then he just pivots to another corner and goes, Satanists, are they in your neighborhood? And it's like, oh, yeah, this was filmed during the late 80s and 90s. And everybody was scared that there are Satanist murder cults like around every corner. Okay. Yeah. Even though it wasn't that, it was just Christians reacting to you yeah. know, heavy metal. Of course. Um, and then the heavy metal artists getting excited by the reaction that they got. And it just perpetuated the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been watching. So I keep watching, yeah, I guess. And maybe I should just start doing that. I should just suck it up. But <laughs> And at night, this doesn't, this isn't like a burden. But like AJ goes to bed a little later, some, you know, usually a little later. And mm-hmm. so I use, if I want to watch a movie like that, they, I have to gauge it. If I have, there's a small amount of time window that I have right. where it's like, well, she'll go to bed and I can look at it and be like, I can spot a two and a half hour movie tonight. Like, let's do that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's like, oh, I can't, I don't have time. I'll be up to like three, mm-hmm. you know, three yeah. in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't feel like doing that a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see Army of the Dead. It looks cool. The more I see from it, the more excited I get. Um yeah, you watched it. Yeah, I did watch it. I I broke it up. I started it like I made my way through like the first hour last week, yeah, and I then I watched the second half of it essentially uh, last night. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's fine. It's um, it is uh, it's Zack Snyder directing, and it's for Netflix. Um. He was. It seemed as if he was given free reign to kind of do what he wanted, which is, I think, pretty cool. Um, but also, the movie is like very bloated, and and uh, it's weird because it's like he know the movie knows exactly what we want, but it also is giving us a bunch of stuff we don't want. But it seems yeah. hyper aware of the stuff we do want. <laughs> But so like there's everything you could want from this movie, like it's a heist movie where, you know, a team of a ragtag team is going to go rob this casino in Vegas. It's been overrun by zombies and everything that the trailer promises it delivers on it. But also it gives you a whole bunch of other stuff like Dave Bautista's character is like I'm going to not I'm going to not spoil it for you or for anyone else. But Dave Bautista's character like has in the middle of the movie just has like right before all the action is going to kick off and they're going to go into Vegas he has like 30 minutes worth of conversations with like the different women in his life and they just seem <laughs> like oh. he he talks to oh, his daughter no. his like uh, adult daughter she's like you know probably in her 20s or whatever they have this extended scene where they're just talking about their feelings and it went on for like 10 minutes it was the longest scene i've ever seen (laughs) was it one of those conversations where you just kind of look start you start looking around at other things in the room that you're in you're like when is this gonna be over yeah you're just like oh they're still talking like this is crazy (laughs) yeah did did it feel and from not having watched it Uh and not having heard anything about this this little 30 minute window Mm -hmm. did it feel a little like a little and i'm gonna navigate these waters because I'm in support of women and mm-hmm. Me Too and all that stuff, but did it feel a little kind of schlocky, shoehorned? Like, and here's our women's positivity moment. No, no, it wasn't that. Because okay. uh, 
Yeah, no, it was more okay, like because that's what I was worried about was that it was just like, and here we have he has a honest conversation <laughs> with women. Yeah, it's like okay, no, it was more so a comp. It like <laughs> it's basically like Batista's character arc is like he was like a bad father, and uh, he basically is you know man not good with feelings guy and uh well i mean he's so big and man <laughs> yeah How, why would he be and and the women in his life are with him on this mission for some reason and they like he, they keep forcing him into these conversations that he like completely is like coming off guard to him like okay. so he's just like <laughs> so it's kind of like the movie is like <laughs> Man, if only these if only these chicks would give this guy a break. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, kind man. of like they just that. hit off his nuts for five <laughs> minutes, you might be able to get some stuff done. Man stuff. Like Dave Batista's whole like uh motivation in this movie is just like, what? What did I do? Huh? You're upset? Why? What did I do? What's wrong? <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a man. I'm good with guns. I don't need feelings. I have guns to substitute my feelings. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, and you have to sit through quite a lot of that in the middle of the movie. But, um, you know, and, you know, and it's, it's, I know that they went through a lot, like, replacing Chris D'Elia in this movie with uh, Tig Notaro, and it, it's, it, it is pretty obvious uh um, yeah they i've been seeing a ton of articles about like it was so seamless it's like but it's not well the c i mean the cgi uh where where i imagine it was uh was was pretty seamless i mean more so in 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 terms of like plot like i wonder if because i wonder if um chris delia's character was a different character or like had a different responsibility because tig nataro in the movie is the helicopter pilot to try to get them out okay, of there. Yeah. And I wonder if if um I feel like there maybe was not a, heli- a helicopter pilot and they maybe changed and like added that and made that mm. a character to basically okay. to have Tig be able to be off screen for most of the movie. Ah, uh, um, yes, that makes sense. I feel like Chris D'Elia's role was probably a different role, but um yeah, I mean there wasn't much humor to the movie. There was less humor than I thought there was going to be. In a Zack Snyder zombie movie, um, huh. it, the movie actually took itself pretty seriously, um, which I can appreciate because um, I kind of, you know, I think the last few zombie movies, like at least the big ones that we've seen, have kind of been a little tongue in cheek. So it's nice to, you know, in a world where Zombie Land and Shaun of the Dead exist, it's cool to like see zombie movies that also take it seriously. Like it's cool to have both. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, it was good. Uh, the. <laughs> The Zack Snyder world building in this is is pretty nuts, but like it's very entertaining. Like you know, I mean, from the trailer, the whole premise is that the you know the zombies have evolved and they're using tools. Yeah, they're, they're learning. learning, Angela. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and it and it goes even beyond that. Like they're it's less about them. Like it's interesting because this was a surprise to me. It's less about them. Like oh, they're becoming intelligent. It's more so like they like are like a weird cult. Kind of, and they have all these weird, like, like almost kind of pseudo religious kind of rituals and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, But yeah, it's an interesting spin. Yeah, and of course, there's characters who are like, who are mustache twirling bad guys for no reason, just so like you can cheer when they get eaten by zombie tiger and stuff like that. 
I love it. It's all the stuff you need. But yeah, Army of the Dead was cool. Awesome. I'm looking forward to watching it. I must say, I really am. I'm trying to find, for that one, I'm trying to find a good, like, like, you know, just window of time to really sit down and turn all the lights off and be like, all right, TV, yeah. do your thing. You know? Yeah, do your worst. Do your worst. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, um, what, what, have you yeah. been, what have you been watching recently? Ooh, um, let's see. Like I said, a lot of unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of, as per usual, a lot of cooking shows at night. Yep. Um, Guy Fieri is the, uh, is the, ha- is the choice of the house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't care how much you hate his look, though he's just a good person. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. <laughs> he's a great person. So he's just awesome. It's just fun to mm-hmm. see him mess around with people. But on my personal time, let's see. Um, we finished Invincible, and then I went on vacation mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. for a week, and now I'm just getting back into the groove of things. Um, I watched Without Remorse the other night. The, yeah, uh, I have it. Jordan, Tom Clancy. This is a military movie. <laughs> yeah, how was that? I haven't seen it yet. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I've never been more aware that he's playing a character. Mm-hmm. And everybody else in that movie goes through the same process. It's very aware that it's, to me, it came off as like acting. Yeah. And you're like, which is never good. You know, no. it always felt like people were putting on the character like a pair of clothes as opposed to just living that, you know, that character mm-hmm. on screen. So it's very apparent that people were reciting lines. And oh. it's just honestly, I don't know if it's that I'm getting older or if my politics have changed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't find those macho balls out like manly like quote man movies like i don't find them to be that entertaining anymore yeah like i like stupid meat grinder stuff like john wick obviously because i'm like there's no way that could happen but how cool is that Mm -hmm. but i don't know there's just something like all this to say michael b jordan did a great job Mm -hmm. everybody did an awesome job like the gal that plays the commander in that movie Mm -hmm. she's fantastic like Mm -hmm. she's great and does a great job at like really bringing you know putting herself into it and and all that stuff. It's just the plot is kind of clunky. The character's very one-dimensional that he plays, mm-hmm. where it's just like, I'm an elite Navy SEAL. Oh, they <laughs> killed my family. Yeah. I'm here for revenge. Like, it's an extraction mission, John. I don't care. I'm here for revenge. I'm Michael B. Jordan. Ugh, I'm brooding. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of gunfights, and then the movie's over. Okay. Like, it. I don't know. It's one of those that go. They're set him up. They set him up at the end of the movie to have his own franchise, kind of like um, uh, what's his face Tom Cruise did with the two movies that he came out. Jack with. Reacher. Jack Reacher. Yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of set him up as a Jack Reacher type character, where it's mm-hmm. like John Kelly is a ghost that exists somewhere, like a team level. Like if you can find him, you can hire him. Yeah. He will be your A team. Yeah. You know. Um. Michael B. Jordan has a gun. Um, <laughs> angry got guns. Angry he's got guns. Yeah, it's literally just that. Um, that's the ending of the movie. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, it's fine. Like it's it's one of those that like if you're looking for a low grade popcorn like popcorn masher. Yeah. Um, I I re- I recommend you watch it. It's an hour and. It's just under two hours, so it's not okay. like you're really committing anything. No emotional arcs that you've you've seen before. Like, there's nothing that's good. 
Right. I'm sure it's an early high school kid that saw this was like, this is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> and if I was the same age, I'd say the exact same thing. Yeah. But it's one of those that I just go at this point. I'm like, it was fine. Did they need to make it? Probably not. <laughs> Are we is the Tom is the Tom Clancy sort of like character a little bit tired and played out? Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth watching? Sure. If yeah. you're a Michael B. Jordan fan, sure. It's worth watching. Like yeah. it's not that there was anything inherently bad in it or that the one of the or any of the messages were problematic because there are no messages other than right. if you're a tra- highly trained elite person and someone kills your family, you are fully allowed to go kill them back. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the rules. Those are the rules <laughs> set forth by high school. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was fine, right? Okay. Nothing overly problematic. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's the same problematic stuff as you see with like the military worship for like any movie right. that does that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's uh you know, it's fine. Having said that, I respect the people that are in our military. I just do. I think there's this that it is very much a movie that was written by military worshiping individuals for yeah. gung ho people that are like, it's still cool. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well that's we get it. that's interesting because I was looking up the director. The director also directed Sicario 2. And oh, I've seen the fantastic movie. I've seen the first Sicario. Um mm-hmm. what I've heard about the second Sicario is that it's fine, but it it kind of loses a little bit of like the sort of political awareness that the first one has and it's kind of more yeah. just like man mexico and guns this is cool right yeah josh brolin's really angry and he's got a big old rifle i wish i had that rifle yeah yeah i bet you do i do too but you know what you know it's not cool the scene where he walks into a detainment center in africa oh no uh, and shows a video to a guy he's like trying to the guy the guy's not answering and he like basically holds him down while he makes him watch a video of this like elite team kill his family or something like that, where I'm like, no, I don't we're like now this. we're getting into the glorifying of like stuff that our government should not be doing. Yeah. Probably is, but still shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sicario, the first movie is a lot of like, check out this capable woman. She got suckered into this horrible situation. She's being used mm-hmm. as a pawn so that something bad can happen and we can operate it with impunity on Mexican soil. It's like mm-hmm. at the end, you're like, whoa, shady, shady mm-hmm. AF. Like this was not cool. It leaves you with a semi-dirty feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Second movie is like, yeah, Josh Brolin's kind of an asshole, but like, <laughs> and he does horrible things for the government, but like, he's still really cool because he's like in the military and he's got like, <laughs> bulletproof vests and guns and he can ride around a humvee so he's like really cool yeah and then also benicio toro's also really like terrifying and he can get shot in the <laughs> sicario too yeah like it tries to hinge a little bit with like this redemption or like a story with this one teenage kid that's like getting sucked into like the human trafficking side of stuff mm-hmm. plus there's like terrorists that are coming through the it's it's a simultaneous it, it's like it had originally had something to say, but executives kind of pared it down with notes of more action. Mm-hmm. We need to shoot the American military in a more positive light. <laughs> and also feeding into like, you know, sort of the middle America, like they're coming through the tunnels under Mexico. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot of stuff like that. So it's still a fine movie and I uh-huh. recommend that people watch it. But like, yeah, it's not as good as the first and it kind of loses itself. And that's kind of what I feel like Without Remorse kind of did too. Like, yeah. it, I feel like if it had a little bit more to say, mm-hmm. it would have been better, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It goes stereotypical. Like even the scenes that Michael B. Jordan 
has to get like it literally he's just trying to get through them so that he can do the cool stuff for this acting job mm-hmm. being in military gear and you know walking through explosions like even <laughs> yeah. the scenes with his like wife before she gets killed and that's not even a spoiler guys it's in mm-hmm. the description um the movie's called so, without remorse someone's yeah, wife exactly. is dying something's <laughs> happened someone's dying someone's giving him a reason to live without yeah. remorse um <laughs> I will say I spent the entire movie, maybe I missed it, but I spent the entire movie being like, say it, say the title of the movie. Yeah. Um, it didn't, but I got, I was hoping it would. Um, but yeah, <laughs> even the stuff's kind of written, kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of stereotypical, like eh, dialogue between tough military. Like there's a scene where he's walking through a house party and there's this kid, these kids playing chess and he walks right like by their game. And without even looking at the game, just grabs a piece and moves it. And he goes, there you go. And then just keeps walking. So it's like, it's supposed to be like this. He's tactically brilliant in every situation, (laughs) but it's done so shoddily. And like, see, see how subtle is that? It's like, they think they're being subtle, but it's so just the exact opposite of like what it is. It's ham fisted just kind of crams it down your throat <laughs> but i will say the action sequences are fun mm-hmm. um you know it's 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 worth watching okay. but maybe don't prioritize it anytime soon but if you want something that you just be like shove popcorn in your face like yeah michael b jordan with guns then it's the perfect movie <laughs> all right it's like his john wick like thing but i don't i cool. don't really recruitment video it's, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah sounds like it um i have the perfect show for you um you're gonna love it uh and i think you should watch it i'm kind of between shows right now uh you should be watching modok on hulu i just started last night yeah it's good oh very funny freaking hilarious (laughs) i just got one episode in last night but i was like i was gonna go for two i was like no i'm gonna fall asleep if i watch this so we're definitely gonna savor this one oh it's so good yeah it's very funny uh it's pat oswalt as modok it's uh like that robot chicken style stop motion animation. Well, I think it's produced by them. Yeah, so it, it's it's very good. Uh, it. <laughs> I it's, didn't know how the show was going to work. Following around, you know, as a villain basically, mm-hmm. um, but it it is perfect because uh, it allows you like they do just enough to like. He's almost like. It's funny that like Seth Green and stuff like that are, is involved because it it very much reminds me of at least in tone kind of reminds me of Family Guy in the sense that like you know in in when you watch Family Guy Peter Griffin is he's the quote unquote protagonist of the show but he terrorizes his family at every oh, turn. <laughs> he's an asshole. Yeah, like he's a villain in his own home. Papers and- <laughs> have been written about the domestic. Mental, yeah. <laughs> physical, and emotional abuse character has wreaked upon his family. Yeah, um, but yeah, that so being able to create just enough, you know, of charm to the character to where you know, in a goofy cartoon, like you can understand why, like the people around him that love him choose to still love him. Uh, and Modok, I think, is successful in that way as well. Um, I think Patton Oswalt is the perfect voice uh, for that. And yeah, there's just oh, a bunch of great characters too. Like a little like like I love the uh what is this character's name? John Daly plays um Yes. The super automatron <laughs> or something. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. Just this sassy, like this sassy oh robot. And it's funny because I guess the from what I understand about the character just from the show, like is it's a character that can like basically become anything, but like yeah. 
they no one ever needs him to do that. No, <laughs> just the most mundane tasks, like a blend or a toaster. Yeah. He's just so just so offended by it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's such a funny character. Super super adaptoid is the character's name yes, super adaptoid yes <laughs> yeah it's so good uh, he just wants to be loved and and valued <laughs> he really like he's basically like every time he shows up like every scene he shows up and he's just crying out to be a part of the family yeah. and they just won't let him like <laughs> super adaptoid uh beck bennett as like sort of like uh the you know the corporate uh antagonist to modok is very funny <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Um, I also love um what's his face? Um John Ralphio. Oh, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz, yeah. Ben oh, Schwartz as, is as great the as son. son. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Did you catch who plays uh, Dad, uh Iron Man? Mitzvah. Yeah. What's up? Did you catch who plays Iron Man? I did not see who plays Iron it's Man. It's John Hamm. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's very funny as God Tony Stark. It. I would actually love to see him play Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, he'd be good at it. Oh, he'd be fun. Um, um, yeah, Modok's very yeah. good. Modok is very good. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I've I've also been lapsing. I've been kind of taking a break from scripted shows lately too, mm-hmm. and doing more like um, true crime kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. I just started this uh, documentary on HBO Max last night um, that. Well, not last night, a couple nights ago, about this uh, religious, like, fringe Christian religious cult in uh, mm. Sweden. Oh, wow. I'm only just started the second episode, but it's very much it looking like there's this one, like, you feel, you find it's your, like, once you lead in for the first episode, it's kind of like, oh, it's just kind of a weird church with some weird beliefs about, you mm-hmm. know, sex and free love and, like, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, very end of the episode, they go, yeah. And I did it because the leader told me. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like at the very end of the episode, they dropped like, oh, yeah, there's also, by the way, this woman that's that we haven't talked about yet that's controlling all of these people in this tiny village in Sweden like yeah. puppets mm-hmm. of religious puppets. And I was like, oh, you can't do me like that at the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that's that's very funny. That always happens when I watch documentaries about cults and stuff like that. It's always like, yeah, you know, it's like people just were looking for something to be a part of, and they found it, and that's when the murder started. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's funny. What's what's that old? Uh, it's that old audio from the Jeffrey Dahmer interview yeah. where he's like, he sounds almost bashful. He's like, and that's when the cannibalism started. And you're just like. <laughs> way to just casually drop that giant bomb yeah. <laughs> um although with or i guess they kind of what he was doing um yeah once they finally started paying attention uh but yeah so it's it's interesting i'll have to watch it more let you guys know if it's worth watching um okay. i find it fascinating just because i have a weird thing about religious cults and fringe groups and serial killers as many of you listeners know um mm-hmm. but yeah i'll see if it's worth it it seems like it's gonna be absolutely wild so when i finally get on the back end of it i'll i'll let you know if it's worth watching but cool what have you been watching other than modok oh man um that's... and movie trailers that we're gonna talk about yeah um really just uh modok has been the thing i've been watching on my own and then uh Family Guy, a lot of Family Guy. I started from the beginning and I'm working my way through Family Guy, so that's that's I've been fun. Thinking about doing that again. Yeah, that's really it, man. That's uh, I haven't watched 
really any other movies lately. That's cool. Um, I think the last movie I watched was uh, trying to think. Oh, I did watch. Uh, there's a there's a an A twenty four movie called High Life with uh, Robert Pattinson, and he's okay. like on a space station with uh like a handful of other people and they've been sent on this like forget what the mission is but they're sent on this mission or whatever and then it's all about like sexual politics and like being in a confined space and like power dynamics and you know people end up fighting each other and and there's all kind of weirdness and it's like an a24 kind of like artsy movie so there's, there's weird like, sex like scenes. Directors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it was good. Criticism. Yeah. No, Robert Pattinson's uh, good in it. Like he has like a, like a small daughter in it. it like in you know. Oh, this is that movie. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I've it's on it's on my, to watch list. Yeah. Haven't gotten around. It's cool. cool. Yeah, it's a cool so movie. It was good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. It, it's definitely like an art movie. So like, it, there's more art to it than like plot in that way so be prepared for that but it, it's a it's a uh an enjoyable experience i'll say well i like plot yeah <laughs> andre 3000 from outcast is in it it's a uh, nice it's good um okay yeah oh yeah the director's very like <laughs> very french yeah it, it feels french scene yeah very french new art scene yeah like, the movie feels very yeah french. like it's a lot of like cousins having longing looks at each other yeah. or what her movies look like where it's like, will they have sex? Like they better not. They're cousins. It's like, well, they might. This is France. The rules are different. Like it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. It's the same science over there. Genes uh, <laughs> <laughs> work the same way. Yeah. Um, let's get into some news. Shall we let's do it? Um, breaking news. Yeah. I have breaking news. Which I know you haven't seen because they just posted a breaking news movie watch. The Jungle Cruise trailer just dropped today. Okay, how's it looking? It looks like an overbloated CGI family fest. Great, what it looks like. Yeah, right. But not like okay. Now I know what people are thinking when they're like, "But Derek," I hear them saying, and this is not the voice to mock. This is just the voice that I hear in my head for you people. But Derek. You like Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> but there's a reason why they're overbloated and full of CGI. It's because it deals with superheroes. Yeah. Jungle Cruise looks like, and I'm not surprised, I think it's the same production studio that did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. It looks like a Pirates of the Caribbean version meets The Mummy from 1999. Mm-hmm. And um, they just threw a bunch of cheap CGI in on top of it. Now, I'm saying this after having only viewed the scene, just the trailer. Now, maybe the CGI will get better once mm-hmm. the movie like actually comes around. But right now, it's a lot of that like, oh, f- this is all really fake environments. And you didn't even try to make it look like real, you mm-hmm. know, in the CGI. But yeah. we have, uh, we've got some, oh, we have what I was afraid of, which is <laughs> um, Emily Blunt and um, Dwayne Johnson look like they're, awesome right yeah like i think they they look like they're channeling um what's it's for humphrey bogart and katherine hepburn from the african queen okay but in their own style which if you haven't seen that movie in a while i highly recommend you do uh good old classic sweetheart um yeah 
there's a lot of yeah it's not going to be good as if you're looking for it to be a feminist power movie but there's there's a lot of you know toots um yeah but still a good movie uh oscar winner lauded but so they've got their their that kind of deck going um but the thing that I was afraid of is that part of the lore that it looks like is that there was a Spanish ship that crash landed or crash landed, uh, crashed uh, or shipwrecked somewhere in the jungle. And the conquistadors um, moved into the jungle after trying to find some stone or whatever. But the stone kept them alive. And now they're plant people that attack you, <laughs> kind of basically just taking Davy Jones's crew from Pirates of the Caribbean and um, right. doing it with jungle people this time. Mm-hmm. So it looks well, fine. To to, uh, to be fair, that's like, I'm sure they. <laughs> that's the, the, the it, those are the stand-ins for the natives because you can't really make a movie where oh, the hero guaran- fights the natives anymore. Oh, dude, guaranteed, <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. The first draft of this script was like, and then they fight the natives, and some HR person got it. Went, nope, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because if this movie was made in the 70s or the 80s, th- that's exactly who they'd be fighting. <laughs> the wild well, son, natives. Not even the 70s or the 80s. If you made this in 2006, that's it would true. still be that way. <laughs> that's true. We so have we'll not just... come as far as we think. Yeah. We're getting better every day, but we're still not there. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the, yeah, the trailer right now. I think it looks right fine. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to be... Jesse Plemons has a great intro is a bad guy he just is a bad guy with a giant submarine and two like machine guns that he pops out of a porthole of and course. like waves at people and i'm like oh good you're like a megan you're just like a mega mega ah i can't talk today <laughs> <sighs> just a really rich like megalom megalomaniac thank you megalomaniac Ugh. um but yeah it looks fine uh jack whitehall's in it i like him a lot he's a british actor stand-up mm-hmm. comedian who if you guys or if you haven't heard any of his stuff, he's got a couple specials on Netflix. He's very mm-hmm. posh, flamboyant kind of kind of guy. That's like the character he portrays. But he has a show called, um, I don't know if I've talked about this here, but uh, Jack Whitehall travels with my father. His dad is this very uptight, conservative British man. Mm-hmm. And so what the show basically predicates itself is Jack convinces his dad to come on these like world travels with him. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. he always takes them to like the worst possible place. Like in one episode, they show up for like where they're going to stay for the night or while they're, where they're going to stay while they're staying in this like town. Mm-hmm. And it's just a youth hostel. And so it's like <laughs> all these like teenager, early 20 somethings. And then Jack, who's in his like, he's like my age, like mid to late thirties and is like super posh dad and his like three piece linen suit where he's just sitting there and he's like, Jack, is this where we're really going to stay? And he goes, he's like, yeah. And he goes to like play beer pong. And he's like, this is unacceptable. (laughs) So it's kind of the show where he basically kind of just tortures his dad. (laughs) That's pretty cool. He's really funny, but yeah, it's good to see him in something a little bit. Um, That kind of sounds like an idiot abroad. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's got a it's got a dash of that. It's it's yeah, it's good. I like it. It's fun. But yeah, Jungle Cruise. It'll be one of those. I'll watch it. I'll see it. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not really I'm not really gonna go run out of my front door to go see that movie. <laughs> no, I hear you. You know. Um, totally. Um Breaking news. Well, that's cool. Um yeah, some other news. Go. 
uh, last couple days. I guess we can stay on trailers because um, there's some trailers that com- that uh, also came out over yes, the past 24 hours. Um, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Have you seen the first Escape Room movie? I have not. Yeah, it's it's uh, they're like they're like in that category of like that was originated a couple years ago, like the the sort of the Halloween oh. blockbuster. Like a yeah, big, okay, you know. So this was one of those that came out a couple years. It's got Deborah Ann Wall and Tyler Labine, and because they were in that, I was like, oh, I'll watch that, and then I just forgot about it. Yeah. Was it, it and I didn't hear great things about it, but it's was fine. it worth a watch? It's fine. Okay. It's just, yeah, it's just like a kind of, you know, one of those like, you know, let's make a blockbuster, but horror, and try to get as many people in here as possible. Like Kind of sure. like Final Destination, yeah. Saw type thing. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Um the second one looks like they're kind of ex, uh, expanding on the lore behind the company that makes the escape room. So it looks mm-hmm. looks fun, looks fine. Um, this is the one where they're like, we got to take this corporation down. Oh, this is the one where they get serious. Yeah. So, yeah, These it looks rich fine. fat cats can't have it good for too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks. Any... See, the funny thing is I would like that to be a real like situation, though, where yeah. you find yourself in this well, like set up, you know, escape room. And one person's like, we got to take this person down. And in reality, you go, well, what are our special skills? Like, well, I can do a sustained armpit fart for two minutes. Like, well, that doesn't help, but that'll boost morale, I guess. Yeah. Like, no one actually has any skills, and you're just trapped, and then you all die in this, like, horrible puzzle box. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We're, we got a lot of horror movie trailers because, you know, we're getting ready to go into the fall here. Um, oh yeah! Uh, have you seen the trailer for False Positive? False Positive, I have. Yeah, that's a A twenty four. Basically, like a modern day kind of Rosemary's Rosemary's Baby situation with yeah. Alana Glazer and um, Justin Theroux, and uh, who's the the bad guy? Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. That's right. Rocking oh, I'm sorry, the uh, <laughs> Doctor Hindle. Yeah, uh, rocking the Doctor Fate beard uh, from Black Adam. Dude, so excited for that <laughs> yeah. casting. By the way, yeah. Um, um, yeah, this also looks again looks fine. It's a Hulu. Hulu has really been stepping up their horror game lately, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Their one-offs haven't been great, but they haven't been terrible either. Like it's one of those where I'm like, okay, build momentum. I like yep. this. You're figuring out your formula. Like I respect that. Totally I respect um, that big time. There is a yeah. trailer for a movie called Werewolves Within. Okay, now <laughs> I have been seeing this advertised. Uh-huh. Because I follow Milana Van Traub, Traub mm-hmm. on the uh, AT&T Instagram. lady. Yeah. Yeah, the AT&T gal. Yeah. Um and she's in it and she's been posting about how she's had so much fun making it that I'm like, "Okay, I definitely need to see this movie plus it's a movie about werewolves." Yeah. So yeah. How bad can you be? Yeah, it looks it looks very funny. It looks very uh spooky. Yeah, it's essentially like a whodunit clue style. We're all trapped in a cabin and one of us is a werewolf and we're gonna figure out who it is. It's also it's also apparently adapted from a video game. That makes sense because one of the listed production companies is Ubisoft. Hey. So there you go. There you go. That it. makes sense. With their second video game movie run. Let's see if this one's more successful than Assassin's Creed. I think it will be. <laughs> that giant waste of time. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. It's not a giant waste of time. If they had just done an Assassin's Creed movie 
where Michael Fassbender was in the Spanish Inc was an assassin in the Spanish Inquisition and just done a straight like action film, like period action piece. It would have been supposed to. It's my same complaint with the games. Stop bringing us out of the animus. We don't need it. Just let's just <laughs> do the historical based thing, and then you have everything you need this whole like forerunner side thing i'm like i don't care man yeah like i played um what was it i'm in the middle of valhalla i'm gonna go do the expansion pack coming up here mm-hmm. and i was playing it the other night and i finished the main campaign haven't needed to leave the an- the animus once the entire for the entire 190 hours i've put into that game mm-hmm. and then at the end it's like okay cool you get to explore a temple as a normal person with none of the like the powers or like skills that you've had for like 190 hours of gameplay time but now we're gonna force you to be a part of this and i was just like why like why continue with this yeah (laughs) like we had a chance with we had a chance when you did origins to just reboot it without any of the forerunner technology but we're still doing it you could even have the forerunner technology in it as like civilization that existed before our own and we're in ancient egypt but why do we have to keep jumping into the present day it's like it's so stupid yeah so stupid sorry that's just i'm gonna get off my high horse now and just you know put my gripe bag away (laughs) no it's fine like ugh, it's so bad but yeah that movie assassin's creed would have been better served if they just should do with the game just a period action piece well they're developing it would have been so much more successful yeah well they're developing a a tv show so we'll see how that goes my guess is gonna be not great (laughs) uh yeah probably not uh but who knows i mean yeah who knows i mean tv is really good right now and people are spending big budgets on tv shows so some would say there's too much tv right now (laughs) yeah Exactly. Like, there's so much TV where it's like, I'll be like, "Ooh, that looks like a cool show," and I'm like, "Apple Plus." I'm like, "Oh, I don't have it, and I don't want to get it, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna watch that show," which is yeah. a bummer because it looks really good. Yep. Um. So my time's a little limited today, so let's just oh, cool. let's lightning round through the rest of these news items that I have, and then we'll if I don't say something that you have, then we can hit those, and then we can call it how's that work beautiful sounds good man all right so old have you seen the trailer for old old looks fine Shyamalan's back mm-hmm. back uh, i'm interested yep looks good uh they That's go all to, i have to say yeah. about that i have nothing more <laughs> i have nothing less yeah they go to an island uh it starts turning their kids old and tensions rise and it insanity ensues looks I'm sure fine. secrets be, are revealed yeah secrets are revealed e- emotions run high yeah i'm i'm into it um, the Forever Purge. Uh, another I have installment. Not seen that yet. I saw it. There's a trailer on uh, on TV yesterday. I watched a bit of it without sound. It looks uh, it looks fine, like all the other Purge movies. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm getting a uh, Far Cry like five vibes from this trailer. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it lo- from what it looks like, it's essentially there's a cult that thinks that the purge should happen always and there should be no rules ever and let's you know let's let's do that uh yeah so what if someone broke the purge rules and continued the purge is kind the of like plot. anarchy yeah exactly yeah um, people that don't understand like anarchists think that that's what anarchy is <laughs> yeah exactly um uh let's say uh the eternals trailer Marvel's Eternals the trailer. Eternals. I have seen this. I also finished um, before Hawaii. I finished um, a really good run on uh, just a little mini run of the Eternals on Marvel. 
because Neil Gaiman wrote it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to uh, familiarize myself. It looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I like the concept of it. Um, are you familiar with the concept from the comics at all? Not really. Why don't so, you go ahead? Yeah. So the Celestials that we've seen, we've been inside one of the heads of one inside the first Guardians of the right. Galaxy movie. Um, they're the ones that held the Infinity Stones um, originally. Um, Galactus is one of them. Mm. Thanos is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the Eternals were, the Celestials came down and they built the new races essentially. And one of them is are these like disgusting, morph, gross, like demon kind of looking ones that are, you know, think like goblins. You're basic evil cannon fodder kind of right. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then, then others built uh, or gave, found, um, excuse me, early man and mm. then gave them powers and elevated them above and gave them basically eternal life. And so what they are is they are superheroes whose job it is is to protect the protect planet Earth from these other things that are coming in from space. They're, they're, the things that they're concerned about are not the things that concern basically like with Endgame, like the immediate stuff. They play long game mm-hmm. stuff. So they're essentially like they inspired the tales of all the gods, like the ancient gods that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever they do die, they are replicated and revived back in this pod and exist inside space. Base. It's fun to get into. The, it gets more into the quantum realm too. Mm-hmm. They exist inside the quantum realm. Like one of their major cities exists. Like it'll have like the quantum realm between like up the penny and the sidewalk on like Baker, you know, whatever street. And you're mm-hmm. like, what? That's a weird thing. But it's just telling you that it can exist inside of wherever. Mm-hmm. And so their job is to protect humanity. But part of it is that because they've, at least in the run that I've seen, and this seems to be what they're what they're taking stealing from is that they've existed for thousands of years they've done all this stuff but every time they die they come back and every time they come back they forget who they are mm. so they have to kind of re-find each other and then remind each other about like who they are and then go forward so interesting yeah like um like Kamil Nanjiani plays like a Bollywood actor like his character is like a Bollywood actor in it um I'm excited because Kit Harrington is listed as um Black Knight mm-hmm. um, so he will be uh Black Knight in the Marvel and the MCU, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure how Black Knight ties into the Eternal, but that was what I was going to look up today. Okay, but um, but yeah, should be good. It looks fine. Yeah, looks I, like a fun movie. <clears throat> it looks like epic, like in scale and scope. So I'm excited for it. Oh, like, very it looks much. Like a so. big movie. I would be, I would be shocked if it wasn't huge in its scope. Mm-hmm. Sick, but looking I'm looking forward, forward to, to it. Yeah. yeah. It uh, looks good. Green. Looks better than Jupiter's legacy. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Similar kind of vibe, but just better. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Green Knight trailer. Um, A24. Dude, Death I have Patel. been watching the Green Knight trailer just because I can for so long because I want this movie to come out. <laughs> yes. It needs to come out like now. Like I yeah. need to watch it. It. It's one of the. Oh, is that another? It's another A24 movie. Another isn't A24. It? Yeah. It's they're their, dude, it. their visual style is on. Point. yeah it's real good god it's so good it looks awesome i've been a fan of that story sir gawain and the green knight for a really long time mm-hmm. um because it is a really weird story mm-hmm. and i like what they're doing with it i just need them to put it out because i need to see it yeah i think it's coming out in august so i'm looking forward to that 
It's not soon enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you sent me this trailer uh, for Gunpowder Milkshake. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Looks fun. Karen, Carolyn Gillen, Lena Headey, um, bunch of other people, uh, Carla Gugino. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Karen Gillen plays this assassin, and Paul Giamatti's in it. Mm-hmm. Head of the firm. Yep. Um, I mean, he's the Karen, he's the bad guy, right? He, I think he basically <laughs> is the bad guy. I mean, at this point, he's basically playing the same character he played in Shoot 'Em Up. But yes. now he just runs a corporation. Wow, that yeah. movie—that was a wild movie. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, Karen Gillan's an assassin who is whose mom was an assassin. Yada yada yada. They trade by like try to do just some John Wick stuff where it's like I have some book library books to check out. They're like, oh, please follow me to the hidden library. Here's a Jane Austen. And it's a gun. Here's a whatever. It's a gun. You're like, oh, okay, we get the premise here. And they're not even supposed- different that different of guns they're just all handguns no um so the thing that i realized in the trailer is they i think they recycle footage in the trailer oh uh, okay they're doing that where they're like i don't think they had a shot ready like a, a shot ready yeah or, or they like don't that. want I mean, to they, spoil a surprise like or they don't want to spoil a surprise yeah. i think it's the same gun in the same book twice where gotcha. i was like oh that's weird um seems lazy yeah um but yeah, so she's an assassin supposed to fulfill this contract. There's a little girl in mix. She gets a conscience and decides that that's not going to happen. And then she goes to meet her mom, who plays, who's played by Lena Headey. And then she and her mom reconnect. And then they kill a bunch of bad guys together. It look, looks fine. Yeah, looks great to me. Um, yeah, I have no complaints. <laughs> the Tomorrow uh, War. This... What did you think about the trailer when you watched so it? So the movie... So it's funny because based on... The way I read the plot synopsis, like I thought it was going to be Chris Pratt going back in time and recruiting people from from history to fight a war. Um, yeah. But I obviously misinterpreted it. And it is, you know, a war that's happening 30 years from now comes back and recruits Chris Pratt and his friends or whatever. And it looks kind of just like a generic kind of aliens are invading or something and we and this yeah. military guys are only hope kind of movie yeah so uh, it doesn't look good yeah it looks very generic like very like, kind of nothing to it yeah which is kind of what i wanted to talk about linking it to without remorse amazon Things like lately when they've been trying to go for these big blockbuster stuff, mm-hmm. they've really just undercut or undersold it. They don't quite know what to do with the property. Right. So they just kind of do the bare bones and it or, or and pack it with star power like we were talking about. And I just right. – I don't know. It just doesn't – it looks – I'll be honest. I watched the trailer and at the end of it I went, that looks boring. It looks very boring. Yeah. It looks boring. Yep. Which is the greatest sin a sci-fi action movie can commit is being boring. Yeah, there's not a lot of set pieces – like nope. like teased in the trailer which makes me think that there's probably just one or two set pieces and yep. they didn't want to spoil them <laughs> i'm gonna bet it's a lot of it a lot of the bulk of the movie is they're gonna do character i'm putting this in quotes character moments mm-hmm. where chris pratt struggles with going right and talks to his family about it and has like moments with his family and then he does it and it's like all right now the movie can happen now they've gotten that relationship stuff out of the way <laughs> yeah but even even chris Pratt, I'm like he's not charming. His character's not interesting. Right, like he's a high school teacher, but also but also special forces. And you're like, <laughs> okay, cool, but like I don't care, man. Yeah, like it's just, 
Pratt lately hasn't really done a whole lot to make me want to watch his movies. Like he's just, I don't know. I like him as, um, I like him in Marvel. Mm-hmm. I liked him as Andy Dwyer, but something about what he's doing now is like, I think he's trying too hard. It feels like he's trying way too hard to be yeah. like this. I'm not Andy Dwyer. It's like, yeah, but we liked you when you were <laughs> yeah. you're kind of a dick. Um, the only, my, what I'm holding out for is that I hope they do the, um, because the, the time travel device is that like wrist gauntlet thing. I really hope that there's a sequence in this movie that is like, um, Titanfall two, where like you're, you have to traverse a certain area, but do it in two, you have to bounce back and forth between two different times. And like, that's how you can avoid like, you know obstacles and stuff like that like i really yeah. hope there's a scene like that where like there's like a, a, a you know a bouncing back and forth between time fight you know what i mean where he figures out a way to hack his his uh, gauntlet so that he can like teleport but use time exactly exactly that would be awesome see that would be cool i'm here for that kind of stuff yeah. i think that that's a really good way to do it the problem that i have is what they look like what they're doing is they're trying to do it with like edge of tomorrow kind of like stuff but right. not as well done where i'm like <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> we're gonna get estimates on that yeah probably. we're gonna get estimates um snake eyes trailer that looks like a film uh it just looks like a great time <laughs> yeah it looks like an action movie which it looks like it I, knows I mean, what it is yep <laughs> and knows what it wants to do and just does it and i'm like that's great yep like good for you mm-hmm. i will i will look forward to sitting on my couch opening a beer and just watching that, just just whatever crouching tiger, hidden dragon moments that they decide to cram into origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks fun. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, Venom two. Uh, nope. Let there be carnage. <laughs> nope. We will not let there be carnage. Yeah. I don't want them to make the. I didn't want them to make this movie. We should actively not let there be carnage. We should really not. I mean, just for what I know about carnage mm-hmm. in the comic books, it's we should definitely not let there be carnage. That's just be bad for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the movie goes, no. Yeah. It, it looks like, well, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Well, it looks like the thing that I was hoping is we'd, when we got some star power with, you know, Tom Hardy and mm-hmm. um, the first one looked like a late nineties super or late early 2000 superhero movie reject. Mm-hmm. with the terrible CGI and the horrible plot points and the characters doing things just because the script says so. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping with Woody Harrell adding on to that, we'd get a little bit of a glow up, the smoothed out you know, visual effects. It just looks like more of the same. It looks like more of the sad same. And yeah. it's kind of disappointing because they could do so much with this, but it just looks like Sony is just making these movies just so that the rights of the character won't revert back to Disney. And I'm like, you just, at this point, if you're not going to do anything with it, Mm-hmm. Or at least anything like good with it. Just let it, let it lapse, man. Like, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna take your characters one day, whether you like it or not, Sony. Even if they have to buy your entire movie, like your entire studio, they'll do it to get it back. You're only delaying the inevitable. Like, just so, just let them have it. They're too much of a titan powerhouse to like not just buy you out. Yeah, they bought 20th Century Fox for the characters. Yeah, just for the Marvel characters. Like, yeah. They're going to do it, too, if you don't let them have it. And they're going to do it better. So, like, just let them, let them do it. Yeah. I would love to see Woody Harrelson as Carnage in a competent MCU film, I think, is where that move, what that movie makes me, makes me wish for. Yeah. But that's just me. What, did you, what do you think about it? Um, yeah. I th- 
the thing that is uh, most disappointing about the trailer for me is that it it really does feel like more of the same. Like it feels like no time has passed between the last movie and this movie. Yeah. In in the sense that like it it doesn't feel that Eddie Brock's character has grown at all. Like it just kind of feels like they're still. And with that, like the humor from the first movie, like I think. I, I I think I probably enjoyed the first Venom a little bit more than the average moviegoer. Um, I did too. Yeah, I think the humor for the most part worked because if you're going to watch a movie where a guy is dealing with another personality in his brain and it's you know going to be pretty violent and, and, and stuff like that, I thought it was an interesting way to try to make it a little bit more palatable and a little bit more just frankly entertaining than because I could have imagined a Venom movie that was really dreary and boring. Um, so I kind of like right. the the humor, the humor sort of like, oh, this is all new. What the hell? This is crazy. I kind of like that aspect of it. But I, in the movie where you're going to have Venom square off against Carnage, I think there needs to be some time that has passed where we kind of have gotten past the, oh, this is all new thing. And they're more of like, I, I, I would have liked to see their dynamic be more like they're like buddy cops kind of. Mm-hmm. Like where they they work together, Venom still has his like violent tendencies, but like they are more symbiotic, uh, pun intended, than right. than ever. You know, it's like a it's a you know you get a good cop bad cop in the same body. Exactly. Where he's like sitting there and like try asking him questions, like can I do it? He's like no. It's like, yeah. How about now? You're like no. Yeah. And finally, the guy's just like f you, and he just goes, all yeah. right, you can do it. And the guy's like what? And then Venom, and I'm just like that. That would be more. I agree. I'd like to see more of that kind of relationship as opposed to like, yeah. I'm a goofy, horrible college roommate that just leave messes, leaves messes everywhere and is also attached to you. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I would love to see, you know, Venom and, and Eddie Brock like actually stopping bad people and, and doing it mm-hmm. in a somewhat serious manner so that when you introduce Carnage, there's some like real dread mystery and like fear involved because yeah, that, that's totally. the whole point of that character but it, it, it just there's just none of that it's kind of like and carnage is here amongst the hijinks and it's kind yeah, of like exactly. uh we don't oh, care wait, we forgot that we had carnage yeah exactly exactly we should put him in the movie yeah that's what the trailer feels like <laughs> exactly um yeah uh so i would love to say that i'm excited about it i'm not really excited about it i will i will probably watch it um but uh well i'm gonna watch it yeah We'll just, yeah. that might be one of those where I go, we'll just critical brain <laughs> yeah, and just have a good time with a couple, with a beer or two and just, you know. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully I'm surprised. Hopefully it's really yeah. good. <laughs> Here's the thing. I always want to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I always want to be wrong. Like, yeah. If the Jungle Cruise is great, great. Love it. Like yep. I want every movie that comes out to be successful. Totally. Just, they're not all, they're not all, they're not all of them are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, last couple things I have. Henry uh, Henry Cavill has been cast as Highlander. Yep. Uh, in a Chad Stahelski directed Highlander movie. Great. Can't uh, wait to watch him cut someone in half the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what, is Chad Stahelski, what's, is he from John Wick or something? Yeah. John gotcha. Wick. Yeah, he directed John Wick, I believe. Okay. Cool. So he Yes, yes, yes. He And he's doing the upcoming John Wick Chapter 4. So there Ooh, you he's go. He's coming back for that. Good. Maybe we'll get like a good final ending chapter yeah there we go uh henry taking Ca- them two movies then they lost their way yeah henry cavill with a sword highlander uh he lives forever i'm good with it um 
Aaron Taylor Johnson. This giant is a, Henry Cavill with a giant sword. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, has been cast as Craven the Hunter in Sony's Craven the Hunter movie. Yes, sir, he has. What do you think about that? I I like it. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson as an actor. I think he's um, has taken a couple roles that I think I think kick ass kind of uh Kick-Ass, I thought he was great in, but it kind of put the the image of Kick-Ass in everyone's head. Um, and so I yeah. think... Uh, but it's so funny because every time I see him in other things, like it's so clear that he's like not the character of Kick-Ass. Like he's, like right. he's the furthest thing from that. Like he's just like a... Yeah. You know, he looks like a, you know, like a British like soccer hooligan. And, you know... Because he played like a scrawny teenager in in Kick Ass, like you know, I think people have a hard time seeing. But I think that's what's beautiful about it. He's a great actor because he was very convincing in Kick Ass. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and yeah, I think he's good. Everything else he's shown up in, I think, was great. Um, I think he was really underserved by Avengers: Age of Ultron, but everyone was who was in that movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be. Of the Avengers movies, yeah, I think Ultron might be my least favorite. Yeah, I think that's probably universal. Uh, like most people, yeah. that's the one most people don't really go back to. Um, yeah, I think Even that movie suffered one, under like, the weight of its own goofiness as well. Yeah, the first one kind of gets a pass because it's the first one. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. It's still fine. Captain America's costume looks just goofy as all get out. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm Captain America. Are you a clown? Yeah. <laughs> I hate the suit. Yeah, like, we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Um, yeah, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson will do a good job. He was in Tenet briefly, uh, you know, as a badass military guy. Um, yeah, I think he's got the frame and the. He has an interesting face, so I think it'll be good. I think it's gonna be great. I can't wait to see him yep. all like jacked up, like looking like he just. I wonder if they're gonna do the lion mane vest. I hope so. I feel like you have to. <clears throat> it's such a staple. You have to, right? Yeah. Like you have to. Yeah. Like, unless they do like a modified version of it. Like even if it's more like not the face that's like on the vest that's open or whatever, but if it's like an actual vest, but the lion's mane is what surrounds on the back. I think would still be cool. I think you need that little accent piece for sure <laughs> do you want to try to guess what the plot of this movie is going to be of craven yeah <laughs> now it's sony right so so, so that, guess, that's going into it my guess would be that if it's a craven origin story most dangerous hunter on the face of the planet i think it's going to be sort of a um anti-hero um the most dangerous game mm -hmm. where he crash lands in a jungle or the mountains or Africa or something. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that are after him and they decide to hunt him. And that's when he's just like, Oh, the hunted becomes the hunter. Like you're not locked in Africa. I'm like, I'm not locked in Africa with you. You're locked in here with me. Yeah. It's like, Oh crap. What have we done? Yeah. So I think it'll be something like that. Fairly straightforward. <clears throat> and then throughout it, he'll figure out some sort of be like, Oh, I can hunt people now. And then it's like, okay. Then he turns his you know, sights on like Spider-Man, mm -hmm. you know, where it's, I think it'll be, so, I think it'll be something reminiscent of that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, trying to look up something real quick. Which, don't get me wrong. As pedestrian as that storyline is, I'll still watch the heck out of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Definitely. 
Like, uh, that is a real. Uh, I think, yes. Self. I think, yeah, I think the story is going to be similar to what you said. I think it's going to be a thing where, like, some, like, shady company um, hires him to go, like, uh, like, find some treasure somewhere or, like, some yeah. some some type of thing. Um, or maybe, he yeah, he strikes some kind of partnership with, like, some rich guy who's like, yeah, you know, I'll fund your trip or whatever. It, he's going to end up in the jungle with some team that's supposedly on his side, but then they all turn on him and yeah. and are trying yeah. to kill him. And he's like, oh, you're in my territory. <laughs> exactly. That's well, the thing. thing is, the the story synopsis here on IMDb says Russian immigrant Sergei Kravinov is on a mission to prove that he is the greatest hunter in the world. Oh, I didn't know there was a plot synopsis. So to be has to be something like that where people turn on him because otherwise we'd be in for a two plus hour movie of him basically just being the jerk owner from jimmy john's just going around and shooting endangered animals and being like i'm the greatest hunter yeah people and us having to be like yay yeah so when does spider-man come in and like knock you out yeah (laughs) yeah not in this movie oh man yeah um can't just have him killing animals people (laughs) Peta specifically would be like ah Ah! Yeah, this yeah this movie is going to essentially be the movie The Hunted with Benicio del Toro, except yeah, with great. Craven, which I'm it. totally fine with. Yeah, sounds awesome. Sounds like the update we need. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we didn't ask for it, but we need it. We deserve it. Um, um, yeah. The last bit of news I have is Amazon, um, our corporate or- overlords, have bought uh, MGM, Metro Goldwyn and Mayer. They did. Which means they own James they Bond and the Rocky franchise, which I didn't realize was MGM. <laughs> yes, which I'm. Who was? Oh, James Bond and who? Uh, and Rocky, the Rocky franchise. Yes, Rocky's MGM as well. I'm. Uh, I'm really excited about this development because it finally means that I can find all of the James Bond movies in the same place. Totally true. Because they've been kind of scattered all over the internet for a while, and every time I want to watch one, it's like, oh, Amazon has these ones for free, but you know, then Hulu has this one, but it's not like the it's not the updated one. But then we've got it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired of jumping through hoops. Now, granted, I say this as a man who owns all of them on disc, but <laughs> I still want to watch them on streaming sometimes, and it gets a little, it's a little annoying. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be nice to see all that in one spot. Uh, Rocky, I need to revisit those movies, so that'll be that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have like, I'm looking, I'm just looking at some of the the properties they're getting. They're basically getting everything that was released through like um, United Artists. Um, that includes a lot of movies. Um, that makes sense. United Artists is a sub sub company of MGM. They. Uh, United Artists has produced, uh, I think, most of the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, ooh, and a they bunch get... of really great action movies from the from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The United Artists action movie, like 80s and early 90s action mm-hmm. film collection is out of control. They're getting the man in it's the iron so mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. Jeremy Irons yeah. deal. That was fine. Yeah. I liked that movie when I was in high school. Oh, they get um, they're getting the the Hannibal Lecter series as well. Oh, cool! Maybe uh, maybe we'll see a resurgence of that because fans have been freaking out about the fact that it 
got pulled the plug and it was like super high rated, highly high viewer ratings and all that kind of stuff. So maybe they'll continue that. That'd be interesting. Oh, and they're getting the, uh, they're getting the, uh, they're getting the classic early two thousands action movie rollerball. Thank God we live in this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, do you remember Rollerball? I do. I do Dude. remember Rollerball. <laughs> you know what we might have to do? Mm-hmm. We might have to dust Rollerball off, watch it together, and do like a commentary. Yeah, that it, it definitely is we worth might, it. I think we might have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, they're getting some good stuff. They're getting uh, yeah. a, 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 a wide variety of things. Well, uh, MGM is a great is a great like house to have. Yeah. Like it really is. I mean, you talk about the the OG, you know, Wizard of Oz. They have the rights to Wizard of Oz now. So mm-hmm. ready for a bunch of prequel movie prequel movies about that. Yeah, and a bunch of the they they also put out a bunch of the Weinstein Company movies. So like, um, I'm sure that includes oh. a lot of the Tarantino movies. Um. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This is good for them. Good for Amazon. Yeah. Damn. They own. They own a lot of shit now. <laughs> um. Yeah. Do you have any? So that's it for my list. You have anything that I missed? Real quick, we can expound on this in a later date. Uh, because I know you you're kind of crunched for time. But yeah. Timothy Chalamet has been cast as Willy Wonka in an origin movie story. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I like Timothy Chalamet. I think he'll do a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to see a Willy Wonka movie. I really don't. And why is that, Asan? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I do think, and you know, we talked a little bit about this, but I, I think there's not only are there too many remakes of, of established inter, uh, intellectual property, but also the specifically the like the Wonka universe. I just feel like. It's not a universe that I think was designed to be explored, and also nope. it's not a universe I want to see explored. <laughs> no. That's the whole point. The whole thing that makes Wonka cool is that we don't know anything about him, and he's just this weird guy who seemingly came out of nowhere who owns this magical candy factory. Like, that's yeah, what's cool about it. it. <laughs> lives in it by himself with a bunch of indentured servants. Yep. Like, I don't need like, to see the movie where he travels no. to the island and gets the Oompa Loompas. It's like, I, uh, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. Well, And it's like what we talk about. This is my problem with it. I don't want to see it either. Yeah. And nothing, to, nothing, against, nothing against Charlemagne. Like, he's amazing. Yeah. Like, I still cannot wait to see him in Dune. Yeah. Like, so stoked for that. Yep. Like, he's so good. And he definitely has the Willy Wonka look. He's got the Willy Wonka vibe. But, like, I don't. We don't need don't need a lot of like origin movies like Maleficent yeah. or Cruella. Cruella. Like these are not characters that I a they're not characters that I care to see the origin story of, and b they're not characters that need a origin story. Speaking of Cruella, how are you gonna make how are you gonna try and make that character sympathetic to me when the end goal is her murdering a bunch of puppies for a freaking coat? Yeah. Like, that is not a sympathetic character. I don't want to feel sympathy for that character. And there's this whole, like, well, not everything's black and white. There's two sides to every story. It's like, I don't care. These are characters. They're not real people. That thing applies to real people. These aren't real people. They're characters. They're yeah. allowed to be evil for no reason. And right. for people that go, well, people aren't just evil for no reason. No, they are. Ed Kemper. Yeah. Like, I could just list all of the serial killers that were evil for no reason. Yeah. You know, 
like Dennis Rader. Like these are people that were evil, concentrated evil for no reason. Like Dennis mm-hmm. Rader had no reason to be a serial killer. He just started killing people because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. There was no trauma. That's an evil person. A woman who looks at a bunch of Dalmatian puppies and goes, skin them for my coat is not a person that I'm going to want to have sympathy for. Like, Maleficent's an evil witch that didn't get invited to a birthday party, so instead she threw a hissy fit and put a 16-year-old girl in a coma and then enslaved an entire kingdom into sleep. Like, those are not the actions of a person that I want to, like, feel sympathy for. (laughs) Like, I just... We don't need these movies. We don't need these characters. Like, if you want to do something in a Willy Wonka universe, instead of going back to where it all began, let's move forward with it. Let's see how Charlie's running the factory now. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Like, if you have to make one, show me that. Show me that. Like, yeah. we don't need Cruella. We don't need Maleficent. We don't need. I mean, who else? There's, there's a, there's just a handful of like characters li- recently that have been made that I'm like, we neither need, we, we don't need, nor do we, nor do you need to waste your time and money on making this movie. Oh, you didn't enjoy Oz the Great and Powerful? Yeah, didn't even see it. <laughs> Didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, it was not. If good. I'm gonna see it, I would have preferred to see it as the Broadway play, and not a movie. Yeah, you know, and Broadway gets a little bit more of a leeway because it's Broadway. You know, like they can yeah. they can do that kind of stuff. But it's, I don't know. I just, it's fine. I'm sure the movie people will love it, but I just, I don't know. I'm just tired of these spinning our wheels with a bunch of stuff and characters that are truly evil villains that we're starting to try and paint in a sympathetic light when I'm like, no, 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 there are just bad people out there. Like it's okay to just yeah. let a character be bad. We don't have to redeem it because of <laughs> into some anti-hero or whatever, you know, 100%. like that's why. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm just kind of, that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> he'll, he'll do fine. Emma Stone will do fine. Cruella mm-hmm. was meh as Maleficent. Like they're fine, but none of these movies are that good. You, you right. know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's because of the fact that these are just not characters or settings or whatever that needed to be explored. Yeah. So, totally. again, I'm off my soapbox, but, <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about it. He'll there do a good go. job. You know, We hope so. Um, Derek, yes. where can people find you online? You can find me at Derek underscore Nickel, D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L on Twitter and cinephile84 on Instagram. That's C-N-I-E-P-H-I-L-E-8-4. Cool. You can find me at Asan the DJ at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ on social media. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media or at weeklyregular.com. Derek, thanks again for coming on the show. My pleasure. All right. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.